something different with her hair or something? <laughs> no. Can you say welcome? Say welcome. Say good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. And welcome. Good morning, folks. To another mini Monday. It's where we read you your own emails. It's not that small. <laughs> okay. Yeah? Do you want to pick one out? Let's go with Bigfoot from Cole. The title is Bigfoot or just a really hairy dude? (laughs) Hello, all friends. Hot Mike, Gabby with Gabby with an eye, Soph, and you guys, Floofs. Aw, the Floofs. There you go. I like this new nickname. This is great. Hot Mike. Hot Mike. Maybe he has the hots for you. I don't know. He's just heard me called Hot Mike. He's being supportive. (laughs) Thanks, man. I love it. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. Yeah. All right. Big hello from Chicago. Woo! Let's get it. My grandparents live in rural Illinois. To get to their actual cabin turned year-round home, you have to go uh, on a lot of windy roads and finally their two-mile-long driveway. Damn. That's a lot. That's a long walk to the mail. I was going to say, that's a lot to shovel in the winter. Ooh, I, oh, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, I was just thinking to get the mail. Thought. I was like, Ugh. Yep. Oh, man. My dad had left an hour uh, hour or two before me because I couldn't get out of work. I was shocked when I found his car halfway down the driveway, looking like it had smoked a pole. But there was no tree in front of his car or anything that had appeared to me uh, be stuck on or crashed into. Putting myself uh, in the ditch, I, I drove on up to the house. When I was unloading my bags, my dad came rushing out, telling me to leave my stuff and get in the house. He's normally a really calm, chill dude, so seeing him in a panic and seemed kind of paranoid really freaked me out. He rushed around, shutting all the curtains, asking me if I saw it. I thought he meant his car, so I asked if he had hit a bear or something, or something, or something, he said. He was wet with sweat, had a big gash on his forehead and said my grandparents had gone into town for groceries and had sent a text where the hideaway key was. He had looked down at his phone when his car slammed into something. When he looked up, a huge thing was limping off into the trees that surrounded either side of the driveway. So they're out mm. They're out in it, mm-hmm. like the woods. Out in the woods. Grandma's house. <laughs> grandma's house. Grandma's house. Over the river and through the woods to grandmother's house we go. Oh. What's that off of? Nursery rhyme. Oh, okay, sure. That's <laughs> just how the song goes. Right. I think we sat there for hours waiting for, I don't know, something. My grandparents didn't come back until nightfall, and they're pretty old. So uh, they just let me make dinner and went to bed. My Aww. dad stayed up in the living, living room, just staring out the window. Freaked me out until I saw this thing. A dude who was at least seven feet tall was kind of creeping along the trees that lined the driveway. 
Ew. When he got closer, I realized it was indeed a freaking thing. It's very descriptive. <laughs> I'm not kidding you when I saw it was covered in hair like a bear, but its face was like a man dude. A man dude! Oh, it made no sense. Or maybe he's calling us dude. I don't know. Oh, oh it, I got his it. His face was like a man dude. <laughs> no, man dude. That's the description. Of the uh, thing? Yeah, of the thing. The thing. Of the thing. The freaking thing. The freaking thing. Yeah. It made no sense. He got roughly three feet away from the window and Ew. kind of peered in. Oh! My dad started to scream like a child at a pitch so loud I physically covered my ears. The thing ran away and that's all we saw. My old grandparents were mad at being woken up. Well, yeah. But when we went to help my mother and siblings unload the next day, that's when we saw a huge ass footprint in the mud. Now, I'm a dude who wears size 13s, and this was almost double that. Whoa. Still freaks me out to this day. I'll see if my dad will send me the photo he took. Dig in the pod, announce when you get merch. Nice. Oh, Cole go. is a supporter of Hot Mike and merch. I mm -hmm. love it. Please send us that picture. Thanks, Cole. Yeah. Holy shit. It's a freaky story. There are a lot of that, but that's stories of Bigfoot sightings. Yeah. I was like, that I feel like is, I've actually never heard a firsthand Bigfoot story before, but that's what I envisioned. Oh, okay. No, there's, there's that a would lot be in the like? Midwest, as well as there's a lot over in like Oregon and Washington. Woodsy areas. Woodsy areas. Makes sense. Yeah, it know, does. Bigfoot's yeah. It's in the woods where, you know, so you have to go where the woods are. Yeah, this this is an interesting. Ooh, I might be a believer in Bigfoot. This is an interesting. God. Ooh. Interesting folklore to, to discuss is Bigfoot. Uh, oh my God, I went. There was a girl I dated who like really, really believed in in Bigfoot and everything. It was like really okay. into listening to pods and, and whatever else, all about like cryptids, mysteries. Of... Sure, yeah, that. <laughs> like our Wendigo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. D different different urban legends, different um, stories like that. Because Bigfoot's in there. the Bigfoot's in the same club as our Wendigo would be. They'd be mm -hmm. in the same, you know, AA. Right. Whatever. Yeah. Secret society. So it's it's hard to develop an opinion on on Bigfoot. Damn. Because my ultimate opinion is that humans believe that we know. Oh, but there's so much of the world that's right? like unexplored. Right. There's and that's so much scary. Of the world that's unexplored. Like, what was it like? 99% of the ocean has been unexplored. Yeah, I think we talked like about it on the Atlantis episode. Yeah. Only 3% or something has been explored of the ocean. Right. And it's crazy. Yep. Um, and so there can be a lot out there that we haven't seen before. Now, this legend of Bigfoot, going back to the D.B. Cooper episode, uh, we talked a yep. lot about um, people would often claim to be D.B. Cooper or want to be D.B. Cooper. Yep. Or D.B. Yep. Cooper yep. became this, this big and supported con. Yep. So a lot of people seem to want to continue this, the legend, continue the story. And in some cases, people will go out and dress up or like Bigfoot or oh. it's, it's not Bigfoot, but there was a story of a guy on a beach in Florida that lived there for like 13 years mm -hmm. and would um, go out with weighted shoes that had penguin prints. But like huge. Oh, ones. what the fuck! Right? And for tourists and for locals and for whatever else, there was this legend of the, the giant penguin that would come out. And, no, and what walk an ass! And, stuff. and so he continued this it. for like ten or like thirteen years or something—a long period of time where he went out wearing these weighted shoes to make footprints in the sand, uh, so people would believe there was a giant penguin. No, around. that's yeah. mean. I mean, 
it, it's a cool legend to have. It's a cool story to have and like tell your kids and, and whatever else. And the story of Bigfoot, Bigfoot or Sasquatches or, you know, different names for it. Abominable snowman. Different, but yes. Well, I mean, maybe. I think he's a cousin. Right. Sort okay. of. And so then it could have been started back when like we didn't know all the different kinds of bears or you know your mind's playing tricks on you and like you didn't know that a bear could stand up and look like a human or something and so people would see these black bears or brown bears or white bears uh in the north and uh, like polar bears Mm -hmm. and say oh it was this it was standing on two legs it was a creature that was like a human do you think that this was was a bear i don't know if it was a bear i don't know if, if this actual if there are sasquatch yeah. out there i haven't seen do you think his dad hit this thing full on and bigfoot was like it's cool i just gotta recover for oh, a second sorry, man yeah give um, me a minute or like i said there are people out there that do continue on this story by dressing up and by you know making the persona and whatever else and so maybe they damn had these giant footprint making things if he said you know he saw this this giant footprint mm-hmm. as well as Depending on the the movement of an animal or the uh, if they got scared, you know they they can move the mud, and so it looks like it's it's a different footprint than it actually is, but still mm. has the toes. Oh, sure. And it looks like a big human. You know, if they took a step quickly, then it slides it back, and it's oh, and I see, see what footprint you're in mm-hmm. the mud. It's you know an elongated footprint from fast moving. Like when when you see like a rabbit's trail of footprints, you'll see that uh, they have just a, the elongated lines because rabbits are always just moving really fast mm-hmm. even though that their feet are smaller than the print would actually be in the yep. snow or in the mud or in whatever else so it can be identified as a different animal or it can you know possibly be some other kind of animal that we don't haven't discovered know, have well haven't discovered i guess is the the weird thing because apparently we have discovered and there's just a lot of people that don't believe in it which is <laughs> Which is interesting that there are so many stories of Bigfoot, other animal, uh, Bigfoot of Sasquatch yeah. of um, this other species that could be out there. Maybe just you know doesn't like human contact, doesn't like maybe he's shy. Whatever else, yeah. But maybe so then, he was also trying to come up. Okay, I think now they hit Bigfoot. He limped off, recovered with his superhuman whatever, and then he came up to the window because he is kind of shy and was like. Hey, I want to let your dad know that I'm okay. And then the girly screaming, like, scared him away. And he was like, oh, fuck, right. this is a bad idea. Yeah, which could, like I said, also be another response from from an animal. Opening it up to the possibility that it was an animal. Uh, Mike might believe. No, that's what I said about this one. It's hard to have an opinion about Bigfoot. Because <laughs> I, don't, I don't know enough about the natural world. Because there has been so much created evidence. Uh-huh. But... Like I also said, it could just be this legend play, uh, playing its uh, role in people's heads mm-hmm. that they want to see something that looks like a man or looks like a person or whatever else. A in thing. The, right, a, a freaking thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, a freaking thing. Um, <sighs> because I don't know what every species of bear looks like. I don't know what every species of animal looks like. I don't know what every species is that's out there and again maybe it's a more intelligent animal than a bear and so it's able to avoid human contact as well but Mm -hmm. there are a lot of species out there that um, also try to avoid human contact that still have it in museum we're scary i get it we still have 
up on our walls. We still have, you know, as trophies and stuff. And there's Yikes. no. But it's like, I don't want to be on a trophy wall. And there's no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> which makes sense. And, you know, it's, it's getting harder and harder to get different species from humans today because we have more technology that is able to go out. Uh, I do think it's, it's kind of interesting that there's never a clear photo of Bigfoot. It's always a blurry photo. I like the one of him by that river or whatever. And he's like looking over his shoulder and right. he's like. <laughs> uh, um, but again, <laughs> one of the, one of the funny things someone said to me the other day, it's like, well, what if Bigfoot himself is just blurry? That's why all the photos of him are blurry. <laughs> <laughs> that's Maybe that's what he, what he looks, looks like. like. Yeah. yeah. He's just, he's a blur. That's part of his physique. Part Cole, of his Cole, email us back with that picture and also let us know if he was blurry. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it is definitely freaky, uh, and it's definitely something that has been uh, reported. Do you think he could uh, claim that in his insurance claim? I don't think so. I hit Bigfoot. Yeah, Bigfoot insurance. Do I have? I Bigfoot still think you would. You would. Uh, as animal insurance. That's true. Or, you know. Yeah. I mean, just accident insurance. Yeah. So. Foot hit and run me. I. That's kind of, that's <laughs> like hitting a deer. Yeah, I mean, that's true. That's true. Okay, so I'm picking this one. It's called Don't Be a Hero, and it's from Jackson L. Dear Floofs, and I guess enslaved corresponding humans. Rosie, that's you. Those who don't know, Portland is a big boy city land. We have more people than you guys do in Minneapolis, even. Anyway. Big boy city land. I've never heard oh, it boy. worded like that. Yeah. Anyway, my buddies and I go out damn near every weekend. Oh, do you remember those times? Having buddies, yeah. No, going out Thursday through Sunday. <laughs> Just every fucking night. Well, I mean, depends on what he's doing <clears throat> on these weekends. Yeah, that's true. And we've usually got a guy in the group who's a hotshot lawyer and usually buys endless bottles, VIP tables, and is insanely ah, rich. That's fucking nice. Yeah. We all have that one friend, right? Yeah. No. <laughs> and he puts we in have... parentheses, and if not, sad for you. Just kidding. Yeah. You usually start at a bar that's more chill, like church, then move. What? It's a bar in Portland. How do you know that? You usually start at a bar that's more chill, like church, then move up to the loudest, right? Wait, what the fuck? I'm gonna check that. That's weird. We loved this place called Division Heights that closed a few years ago. They had an awesome rooftop bar, a plethora of hot girls to hit on, and exclusive VIP tables. Oh my god, oh, they actually have a bar called Church Bar. Okay, yeah. well... I thought he meant like the Father, the Son, told, the Holy I keep Ghost. I'm telling you, I know stuff. Take, take a cute little yeah. sacrament, and then you're just like, "All right, let's get turned off." <laughs> Dear Father, I'm about to sin. No, because I I got sent the picture of uh, or an advertisement for Church Bar that, that oh. was captioned, "I found my new religion." Wow. Yeah, and so I looked it up. So yeah, I, I didn't know there was a bar oh called God. Church in Oregon. I notice it, but don't say anything to anyone. We all get pretty sh sloshed. By the end of the night, many of us are calling Ubers and Lyfts. My friend who got the table, Liam, ends up going home with two of the girls in one Uber, and I'm standing on the curb waiting for my own. The cute blonde girl I had hit on earlier is standing about six feet away from me. Hashtag COVID. Just kidding. This was before that. <laughs> She's swaying side to side with one of the other girls. Her friend leans her against a street pole and says something about having to pee. Once she leaves, I see a man from my peripherals step out from behind a garbage can smoking a cigarette. He quickly puts it out and pretends to catch the girl, even though she wasn't falling, just heavily leaning against the pole. 
It's the creepy lip licker from earlier. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Whoa, whoa, you okay there? He says as he pulls her into his chest. She kind of mumbles and tries to push him away, and he shushes her and strokes her hair, telling her it's going to be okay. He holds out a hand for a flashy black BMW that swiftly pulls up to the curb and starts to put her in the back seat. I see her stick a heel out to try to stop her from getting in the vehicle, and I run over. Hey, what are you doing? She doesn't want to go with you. I'm pretty drunk at this point, too, so I wasn't sure how much help I would exactly be to this girl, but clearly she couldn't even verbalize her protests, so she shouldn't be going with strangers. As I said earlier, this is Portland at around 3 a.m. There are still a shit ton of people on the sidewalks. There are many, many, many bystanders around who definitely saw and heard this. I don't like that. Oh, oof, okay. She shakes her head and we make eye contact. She really couldn't make any words, but it was like her eyes were begging me for help. I lunge forward and put my arm under her pits and shut the door. No, dude. Her friend just leaned her against that pole to go get something. You... You're just some creep who's trying to get it in. Ugh. His whole demeanor changed. He got pissed and his face filled with rage as his balls. Apparently I can't read today. <laughs> he got pissed and his face filled with rage as his fists balled up. I saw the driver roll down. As his balls fist up. his balls fist up. <laughs> I saw the driver roll down the extremely tinted passenger side window. But before anything more could be said, the man's face changed to one of fear. He quickly got into the back seat and yelled at the driver to go. I instantly felt excruciating pain shoot through my body, and I unfortunately dropped the girl, sending us both smashing into the pavement. What the fuck? Good news. Her friends had come back from finding a bathroom. Bad news? She had just tased the shit out of me, leaving <laughs> leaving me drooling on the sidewalk in downtown Portland. I vomited almost immediately. I felt like she had just stuck my jelly bean-sized brain in a metal container and then put it in the microwave. She stood over me. Taser in hand and yelled in my face, get your hands off her, you sick, you sick fucking creep. You think you can just flash your money and get in our pants? She said, no, okay. She was slurring and very drunk. Police came rushing over and pulled me to my feet in a quick, and in quick thinking, I asked them to check the club's security cameras. Surely they had footage right outside their establishment to show this interaction. I was not a creep. For reference, I'm a pretty passive, docile dude. I'm an accountant, for fuck's sakes. Not very exciting, but I'm also not very aggressive. Being called a creep kind of hurt my feelings. And even though I was now eating shit, laying in my own vomit on a dirty city sidewalk, I did spend the night being held in jail, at least until a hungover Liam could come in his Armani suits and save my <laughs> also hungover ass. Thank God for lawyers. The cameras only caught a corner of the interaction, but it was the corner that mattered. The car the creep had signaled to had actually been sitting within view of the camera with its hazards on right before he called for it. So it had been waiting for them to basically find a victim. When they tracked the plates, it turned out to not be the actual plates as it matched an old 1998 SUV that had been reported stolen over 20 years ago. Chills. That's all I got. Jackson L. It has his accountant like logo shit on the end. There you go. Holy shit. Mm -hmm. Oh, that scares me because I feel like this is more common than people so maybe realize. The fact that Jackson saw the whole interaction and then the guy who was trying to abduct the girl was like, no, no, this is my girlfriend. Like, right. when clearly it was not. Like, he didn't notice that right. this guy, our reader, or our listener, was watching the whole thing. Right. So out of all of the guys that uh. were at the club, club there, right? So say there's, you know, 200, 300 guys that uh -huh. were there that night, right? The one or two guys that are there for that reason 
the lip lickers in the club? Right. Oh. Okay. Make it so that girls will carry mace and carry tasers and all kinds of stuff like that. But then that one situation, that one interaction makes oh. it so that they're when someone is actually trying to help, then they get turned on as well. Oh my and so God. it's unfortunately a deterrent for people to try to help in Oof. a lot of those situations too. And so you you should be safe when you're going out uh, and you're drinking and you should be, you know, making sure there's there's nothing in your drink. And you, I mean, I've, I've had my share of going out and binge drinking and stuff, but it's never mm-hmm. something that, you, you know, you should. Bring that nightstand taser out of the nightstand right. and put it in your purse. Yeah, so you should be wary of, of your surroundings. Jesus um, you should make sure that uh, you go out with people that you trust, you know, and, and don't leave people on their own uh, like that. Just take people into the bathroom or whatever else yeah. it is. And it's, it kind of sucks when you are that young and everyone's drinking and everyone's doing a whole, a whole lot of just different things. Mm-hmm. But learning to be able to stand up to your friends is one of the hardest things, telling them that you shouldn't be drinking this much and you yeah. shouldn't be doing whatever. And I'm not blaming the girl for drinking too much. Mm-hmm. I'm saying that when people do drink too much, then it allows these predatory people to try and seize an opportunity um, where they can. Because those one out of 200 predatory people take that opportunity to, to do something like that, um, yeah. then ultimately uh, ending up in jail. Yikes. And I'm glad that, that this girl didn't abduct or, or taken or anything like that as well. It, it sucks that dude got tased, though. Okay? <laughs> but and I feel because... like if he hadn't intervened and gotten tased, right. she would have been, like, sex yeah. trafficked or abducted or yeah, something. so big props to him. Oh, my, for, yeah, for standing up and... Know, taking the bullet kind of But like deal. he said... We, he really like well and... reiterated there were many, many, many other capable people on the street right. watching and this. The reason why and not doing anything. The reason why, uh, one of the reasons I believe that they weren't doing anything uh-huh. was because they don't want to get tased. They don't want to get. <laughs> okay? They don't want to be oh, seen as you know the guy the who's trying, the creep. Oh, right? even though he's just trying to help. Jackson, right? you're not a creep. I think um, you're a hero. Personally, I've been in a situation oh, where God. a girl asked me to, to go out and get drinks and stuff and brought me along to, you know, meet friends. And I didn't really know these other friends, but uh, mm-hmm. one of the friends in the group was some other dude. And I didn't really have a whole lot of interaction with him throughout the night. But then um, when she asked me to come back to her place with her uh-huh. that night, later on in, in the night, the, the guy was like, no, dude, like, she doesn't want to go home with you. She's like, just stop trying to get in her pants and whatever else. And I ended up like, oh, like throwing her in the uber and taking her back to her place and so i texted her like what the hell like you invited me to come back to yours but i guess that's not happening and so she called me and and was like oh no you still should and so i got i ended up getting a ride from some other dude down the street and we stopped at like taco bell first oh and then i ended up still uh, going over to her place it was a good thing that she had that friend who wanted to protect her against a, a potential creep or whatever else it is right sometimes People will misread the situation or your friends will misread the situation and overreact. Like, was it her, her friend that tased him? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the it, friend that left her on the pole right. just to go to the bathroom or something. Yeah. She and came so, full blown charging a taste. Right. <laughs> and so that is, is unfortunately oh, the reaction God. that has so many other uh, factors, like has so many other, that's the first reaction is yeah. because this, this fear is prefaced as like, mm-hmm. this happens to everyone and you should all. <laughs> get this done and whatever else and it it happens i don't think it should ever happen i don't think it should happen to anyone and i do think that you should go out and be safe and protect yourself and bring mace or tasers or 
yeah. whatever else. This definitely sounds time, like an organized crime thing, right. though. That's one of the reasons why a lot of people are hesitant to help these days is because they don't want to be falsely accused. That too, yeah. Of doing the same thing. Ooh, can you imagine if his friend, like his rich VIP table buying friend, right. if his friend hadn't been a lawyer to get him out of that situation? Well, it's not always the, the lawyer you? that helps you get out of jail. Yeah. They just have connections because there's different right. ways to get out of jail. Just even for small things like that. But you think that because, like, the camera only caught the vehicle sitting there idling, like, waiting, obviously, right. for a victim. Like, he probably would have sat in jail for much longer than just a night, like, if well, he had just I been a guy if, without connections. I don't know if that had anything to do with his friend being a lawyer or not. Oh, it was okay. just that he happened to be the lawyer, and so he was able to help the process along. It yeah. So, otherwise, you could have called your own lawyer. I'm just fearful. Um, like, what if there's another regular dude out there that... Also, actually got charged those kind of friends yeah it, it is always good to have those friends who um who will have your back in those situations hungover or not it is you know it is unfortunate when things like that do happen it's also unfortunate when the back blow of those things is the causation of you know making people not want to help anymore mm-hmm. so i don't know i'll always try to stick up for someone or try to you know intervene when i can but at the same time making an assumption about someone else's intentions mm-hmm. is not always correct to be fair if i had a taser in my purse i've never owned a taser mm-hmm. but i guess if i did like leave my friend you know thinking in a light lit downtown-esque area oh, i don't know if i'd do that though because i'm always with like buddy buddy system if right. i did what the girl with the taser did and then i came back and saw some guy like holding her in a car peeling away i guess i would I would probably react and taste as well, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I would I would say what's going on and wait for an explanation. Yeah. And then if But if I if you're really inebri- inebriated, like really fucking drunk, I don't know if my mind would like be able to think, okay, let me ask what's going on and then I'd probably act first and apologize later. No, yeah, no, I'd <laughs> I'm really excited. I Our... ask and figure things out, and I want oh, yeah. to talk things out with people. I'm not afraid to do that, but uh, I could yeah, be too drunk. For jumping that. to conclusions is not a not a good idea. Ooh, I think drunk self mind. would jump to conclusions yeah. normally. Hmm. Your buddy Reginald emailed you emailed us back. Emailed us back. Sweet. He did. All right, we're gonna talk to Reginald again. Where is Reginald? There we go. All right, hey guys, I love that you actually read my email on Pod. Holy shit, I didn't think I'd make that. <laughs> Uh, for context, my twin is uh, is a high-ass mofo. He's chill but likes to r- ramble and talk a lot. He's a cool <laughs> dude, though. So if, if our listeners missed out on um, a previous Mini Monday, Reginald is the one who has the Dexter. She He had the Dexter Florida chick who had the knife roll-up thing in her bedstand table. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. <sighs> But at the beginning of his last email, how did he start it? He said, sup, you guys are really great. Mike reminds me of my twin. Let's move on. Just now, no context. Yeah. So we told him to okay. email back and ask the <laughs> cool. about the twin. For context, my twin is a high-ass mofo. He's chill but likes to ramble and talk a lot. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> All right. Well, I do like to he talk He must a think lot. you're a chill. I have a, light, I have a lot to say. High-ass. Yeah. Thank you for calling me a chill dude. Uh, he's a cool dude, though. There you go. Aww. Sweet. And then he put a uh, king emoji. 
Oh, that's nice. Awesome. Do you want to pick a story after that too? That's so nice. It's called Minnie's Fodder. Oh. F-O-D-D-E-R. Fodder. Is that like fuel? Wait, is fodder the shit that you put in cannons before you blow them out? Yeah. Okay. Um, (laughs) Just making sure. No. No? Let's find out what fodder is. Because being cannon fodder is like being target practice. We're finding out what minis minis fodder. A person or thing regarded only as material for a specific use. Young people ending as a factory fodder. Okay. Oh, okay. Thanks, Laura. Minis fodder. Uh, she said, hello, fellow minis. Aw. Uh, I live in Columbia Heights and actually found you guys through your plug, uh, plug on the MN Pod app. Whoa! <gasps> I got us on that Minnesota podcast app. Fantastic. Uh, she said, I love listening local, and there is another true crime podcast on there. My God, you can count 20 ums <gasps> in a 40 second span. It's hard to get through the stories. <gasps> I think I know what podcast she's talking about because I listened to it. <laughs> she said, and they're also sisters, so hearing oh, them undermine each other on shit. air is Ako Taco. Oh my God, Mike, I'm. <laughs> literally like wanting to jump out of my seat because i know exactly what podcast she's talking nice. about oh. all right she said anywho moving on <laughs> moving on wanted to email in but i didn't think i had anything to say until my sister reminded me of when we helped our great aunt move out of her home i can already tell this is going to be a good story yeah she had been married to a surgeon and they had had three children together in their fort in the 40s oh bougie a boy who passed away in, uh, in his toddler years an accidental drowning. Oh. Uh, a little girl who passed away in infancy due to sickness, and their youngest boy did survive to adulthood, only to pass away at 19 while serving in Nam. Shit. Now, our great Nana was born in 1922, so this gal is still kicking at almost 100, and well, she has a bit of dementia. But my family is really close, and I've always helped her, uh, helped her visited her, and helped cover in-home uh, in-home care and costs. Oh. Uh, our Nana went kind of mad with grief, having various mental outbursts, bouts of depression, and breakdowns after they got news their youngest passed in the war. But I mean, but I mean, who can blame her? Yeah, I was going to say, that's pretty justifiable. Uh, she lost all of her children and now basically alone in their huge-ass house, and our uncle uh, buried himself in career, seeming unmoved. Eesh. Our uncle was from, uh, from the East Coast, like you, Sophie. And he died under mysterious circumstances in 1982. Uh-oh. The rumors at his funeral were salacious. You can't imagine walking into a funeral <clears throat> and hearing rumors of your aunt killing your uncle because he didn't grieve grieve the way you did. Oh, sorry, real quick. I actually do know what that feels like because my uncle died two or three years ago. And that was Zach's first time meeting my extended family. And that's literally the very first thing that we heard was whispers that my aunt had killed my uncle. And Zach looked at me and he was like, what the fuck is wrong with your family? And Dang. I was like, so sorry. That's what that's what this uh, listener is, is saying. So Laura, I do know what it feels yeah. like. <laughs> that my cousins and I grew up spending every family holiday. My cousins and I grew up spending every family holiday running around Nana's massive lake of the Isles. Eight bedroom, ten bathroom, twelve thousand square foot home. Lake of the okay for any Minas not Minnesota listeners. I'm not even from Minnesota, and I know Lake of the Isles houses are bougie. Yeah, they're nice. They're gorgeous. Uh, my personal immediate family, 
never spent the night at her house as we live fairly close, so we never had a, a need to stay over. Most of my father's siblings live in, uh, in neighboring states, and the cousins who were my age would tell us her house was horribly haunted by our great uncle and their children. Ooh. They'd hear other kids giggling and running down the long corridors of the massive home. I was brought up in a pretty religious home, so I didn't believe in any of these stories. That is, until about four years ago, our parents asked us if us cousins could help Nana pack up her home as they were going to transfer her to an institution. Now, all in our early 20s, I was so excited to revisit the home through fresh eyes. Aww. We set a date that worked for most of us. There were only nine cousins and decided to have an adult sleepover. We brought alcoholic beverages and it was an, an amazing time. Yes. Catching up on old memories and honestly, everyone should only pack, pack up when intoxicated. That's what I say about flying. <laughs> I'm getting drunk on a plane. Uh, we all ended up passing out in the conservatory, which is just a fancy word for sunroom. Damn. Learn something. There you go. For your, I actually for knew that game. from Charmed. Oh, okay. <laughs> which is a fancy, okay. Which is actually quite fancy for a woman who owns a 3.4 million home in such an upscale neighborhood. Oh, oh my God. Oh, that's the dream. Oh my god, that hurts me. That's so much money. Yeah, to have a Nana that owns a 3.4 million. Yes! Yeah. I'd be like, Nana, I love you. Please, please let go. me live with you. Yeah. Nana Cordelia had uh, like pushy, plushy, fancy deck furniture out there. It's okay. Uh, huh? Wait, what? Oh, it was so, uh, which is actually quite fancy for a woman who owns a $3.4 million home in such an upscale neighborhood. Nana Cordelia had uh, like plushy, fancy deck furniture out there. Oh. It's okay. I, I wake up abruptly, freezing. The French doors that led out to her private courtyard were both wide open. I close them and take that opportunity of being awake to get a glass of water. When I come back, my sister scares me. She's standing in front of the French doors with them wide open, her eyes looking like saucers. <laughs> what are you doing? Quit opening these, I tell her, closing the doors. Feeling kind of annoyed, she digs her nails in my arm and asks me, uh, panicked, if I saw him. The man chasing the laughing toddler. Ew. I tucked her drunk ass back into her couch <laughs> and told her to knock it off. We woke up in the morning, everything normal. Us cousins sifted through what was left out of the out of the belongings, taking what we wanted and loading the rest into the pack pod. Our oldest uncle, who was our great nana's oldest nephew. A what? Pack pod? What the fuck is that? Like you get a pod delivered to your house for moving. Oh, the big metal things? Yeah. Oh, they move it for you? Yeah. Oh, that's cool. Okay. Yeah, they have a big truck and it picks it up and... So fancy. Whole, yeah, it's a whole oh, deal. Oh, very cool. I didn't know that's what they were called. It's called a pod. Yeah, pack pod. Sure. Whatever. It might okay. be a brand thing. Cool. She said our oldest uncle, who was the great Nana's oldest nephew, primarily handled most of Nana's affairs, and he lived in Seattle. So everything was being shipped off to him to sort through the rest. Damn. I was hauling my family's one box of items our parents had asked my sister and I to to look for when i heard laughter clear as day as if it had been right behind me i froze in the entryway it sounded like it was coming from the conservatory i set my box down and timidly went toward the noise it's odd that it was so clear because from the entryway there are two sitting rooms an additional dining room and the butler's pantry oh, God. sorry so, that's how you know you're rich yeah. when you have a butler's pantry oh, yeah. so to hear it so clearly from where i was would be impossible ew 
When I got to the conservatory, there was a man with his back to me, leaning against the doorframe of the two French doors. He was wearing an all-green shirt and pants with a fanny pack on. Gross. (laughs) I said hello, and he said nothing. He didn't even turn around. Then I asked him what he was doing there on property, letting him know he was trespassing. It was then I saw a little pale blonde boy with the bluest eyes I've ever seen poke his head out from behind a fountain in the courtyard. And he said, boo. No! (laughs) I don't like that. The man in all green looked back at me and smiled and started to walk into the courtyard. I'm getting chills just typing this. Oh. I turned around and yelled for my sister. Anyone, really. But when I turned back around, I saw nothing. They were both gone. My sister and I drove home in silence. I never told her about what I'd seen. It wouldn't be until the next Christmas when my family all got together. My father had picked Nana up from the, the home. And my mother and other aunts were sifting through photos. Drink in hand, I casually walked up behind the couch where my sister and mother were staring at a photo whispering. I asked the hens what they were uh, clucking about (laughs) when I saw it. In my sister's hand was a military photo, and in the other was a family photo. The military photo was of the man I had seen standing in the doorframe of the conservatory. Same dark hair styled in the same short cut. I realized then it wasn't a green shirt and pants he was wearing. It was an old-fashioned military uniform. (gasps) Oh, fuck. I was like, is she saying ew to the fanny pack or the fact that his top and bottom were matching? I didn't recognize that's what it was when I saw him because I didn't have any camel pattern on it or or anything. He had two little med pouches on either side of his hips, not (gasps) a fanny pack. And he was staring blankly at the camera. Oh, fuck. The family photo showed our stunning young Nana with her ice blonde hair and deep ocean blue eyes. Our uncle had a lot of dark features, so it wasn't surprising when their children also had these dark features. The photo had my great aunt and uncle sitting in chairs in one of their fancier sitting rooms, facing each other. Nana was holding a dark-haired little bundle wrapped up in one of uh, those dresses that had a long, ex- uh, excessive train for a baby. <laughs> christening gowns yeah those christening gowns i know exactly Uh, what she's talking about while our uncle sat tall and proud in a suit with a little boy standing next his small hand on his father's knee he was the little boy i'd seen in the courtyard the year before i screamed out about it out loud in the middle of family christmas oh no yes i was drunk (laughs) my family kind of just stared at me until one of my uncles took the photos from my sister's hand. He nodded like he knew and said, yes, they haunt Nana's home. She looked over his shoulder and started to cry. She said, Georgie, and held the family photo to her chest. George was the oldest my family, George was the oldest my family would tell me. Oh, George was the oldest my family would tell me. It, It was said he was Nana Cordelia's favorite because he was the firstborn and the only child who looked like her. All three of their kids were fairly close in age, so the rest of our family had figured that Ricky, Richard, their youngest, had come back after the war to the family home to protect his older ghost siblings who had passed before him. Oh, that's sad. They casually just said Ricky often played hide-and-seek with the kids, and he had loved the conservatory, often reading in, uh, in there when he had been alive. Creepy, creepy shit. Yes. Love a fellow Minneapolis, uh, Minneapolisian, Minneap- that's what it says, Minneapolisian. Sure. <laughs> yeah, fellow Minnesotan. And a it says, there's a question mark in parentheses. 
So she doesn't know either. A Minneapolisian? Yep. Minneapolis. Someone from Minneapolis, Minneapolis area. Yep. <laughs> Twin City Kid. Holy right. shit! Uh, fellow Minnesota, I know for sure that that is correct. Anyway, stay spooky, guys. Laura. Whoa. Yes. And Sarah, uh, who was the sister who told me to email in the first. Oh, yes. And Sarah. Oh, she's giving credit to yes, her sister. Okay. To <laughs> Good deal. Holy shit. Oh, my God. That's a creepy story. That is creepy. That's a good ghost story. And very sad, actually. Yeah. Yeah. But Holy... I think that's what makes it a uh, ghost story because there's the emotion involved. The tragedy. With, the tragedy involved oh. with it and, and everything. It's not just like, oh, yeah, I saw a ghost. No, there's there's a story behind it. Holy There's a story fuck. for the reason why, you know, the ghost had a connection with you or a connection with the house. Oh, I like, like that her that. family stared at her for a little bit, like letting her drunk ass think that she was crazy. And then they were like, oh, yeah, that's, yeah, Nana's house is haunted. Yep. <laughs> well, part of her family who hadn't heard that before, but then the, uh, what was it, the oh, oldest shit. uncle or someone spoke up uh, yeah. and said, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's haunted. Oh, God. But it was kind of uh, kind of interesting that uh, these encounters did involve alcohol as well and, and different uh, <laughs> inebriation factors. But, I mean, you know. That's Her cousin you, said they saw. That's how you get through your, you know. Family holidays. Family holidays. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. But her cousin said when they were younger, they saw stuff or heard stuff or whatever. She mm -hmm. just didn't believe because she was religious. I'm sure the kids didn't have alcohol at that time. In their system i don't know you Maybe never know you never know no, holy um, crap that, that's a creepy story that was a fucking awesome yeah. mini monday that's why people like them so much that was fucking right. good holy shit oh my god all right guys don't stop writing in thank you guys again for your submissions crap this makes it more entertaining when you guys are you know submitting some good stuff for i love your guys' stories and, yeah, holy these, are, these are pretty great and it's uh it's always fun to talk about the no murders, mysteries, ghost stories, and whatever else. <laughs> Holy crap. <Yeah. laughs> Holy shit. Okay, well, thank you guys. Listen in on Thursday, and yeah, keep sending in your shit, because holy crap, that was... I have chills. <laughs> I'm like chin deep in my blankie over go. here. <laughs> yeah. You're also sitting by a window, though, so... Yeah, that's true. There you go. Holy crap. Until next week, guys. Gabby, where can they find our podcast? You can find Sophie's Choice Podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you like to listen. Make sure to follow and leave a review if you enjoyed this episode. Email your spooky stories to Sophie's Choice Murderies at gmail.com and make sure to like and follow at Sophie's Choice Podcast on Instagram and TikTok. All our links are in the show notes. We'll chat with you, Murderies, next week. Stay spooky.